0: Hey friends, welcome and welcome back to the Swoon Diaries podcast. I'm your host Naz and today I will be doing another rendition of Love or List. In this episode, I will be talking about Duna, A Good Day to Be a Dog, Castaway Diva, and Perfect Marriage Revenge. So I'm super excited. Let's jump right into it and first I'm going to talk about Duna. So first of all, I have to say Spoiler alert. I have finished this drama. I loved this drama. (laughs) So I just wanted to give some brief thoughts and first impressions in case you haven't seen the drama yet and you were trying to see if you were going to check it out or not. So there will be no spoilers in this um, little first impressions review of the show, but I did finish it and I do love it. So there's that. So here is the rundown. Duna, a member of the girl group Dream Suite, suddenly left the group one day and ends up living in a same share house as Wan Jun, a college student. Duna mistakes him for being her Sasang fan, and Wan Jun does not know who she is. They become curious about each other. E Duna is played by Bae Suzy, who you may have seen in Startup While You're Sleeping, and Anna. And E Wan Jun is played by Yang Sejong, who you may have seen in Still 17 and My Country, The New Age. So when I first started Duna, I was like, this is the angsty romance of my dreams. I, I, it was love at first watch. I really, really, really loved the feel of it. The feel of it reminded me of nevertheless, not in terms of the subject matter or the tone, but just that this wasn't going to be your typical romance. There's gonna be some layers to this. There's gonna be some complications, perhaps some toxicity. Um, and I was very intrigued by that. And I was also very intrigued by this grumpy sunshine dynamic we have between our two leads. So Wan Jun is very much a golden retriever type of boyfriend. He's very nice and friendly and bubbly and well-meaning. And Duna, at least at the beginning, she's very standoffish. She's kind of mean. She's rude. She doesn't talk much in those first two episodes. So you really can't figure her out. And it just really pulled me in because I was like, what is... You know what is Duna's story and as the show progresses you find out more about her story and just her time being in the k-pop group and her relationship with you know the people around her like her manager and her mental health struggles and you just get to see that there are so many layers to her and everything about her can be explained when you just look at like her past and it was just super super just it was fascinating and was really interesting i think it was just really well done um the cinematography was beautiful the way it was shot and the certain shots that they took in the drama were just really creative i just really 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 enjoyed it the oh my gosh the swoon the chemistry between the leads oh my goodness amazing i want to see them in another drama together i want to see young sejong's backlist i want to see all his dramas i really enjoyed him as the male lead Um, but yeah, they were super swoony. They had a real, lot of really good kisses in this drama. Like they were just so cute. And, you know, I just think that the story was very well executed for what it was. It's only nine episodes. And I was really looking forward to the show at the beginning of the year when it was announced, but it definitely didn't disappoint me and I highly recommend it. So, and, you know, I may or may not, you know, do a full review of Duda, um, by the end of the year. So, you know stay tuned for that but I really enjoyed it it took me by surprise and it was just a nice palette cleanser you know there's been a lot of past lives and time slips and you know things like that in drama land this year and it was nice to just watch a non you know fantastical drama so I really really enjoyed that about it and I highly recommend it was really really good to me I really enjoyed it so if you check it out please let me know but I highly recommend. I really, really, really enjoyed it and it caught me by surprise. So let's move right along to A Good Day to Be a Dog, and this rundown is from my drama list. Han Hena is a single high school teacher with a family secret. Due to an ancestor's fault, Han Na's family has been cursed for generations. When someone in her family kisses anyone, they turn into a dog at midnight for six hours. Afterwards, they revert back to their normal appearance. This transformation repeats itself every night until that person in their dog appearance kisses the same person. Whenever Han Heina meets a man for, the, for a potential romantic relationship, she asks that person not to kiss her. This usually leads the men to leave her. Drunk one night, Han Heina accidentally kisses Jin Sowan, a teacher at the same high school, though they aren't even close colleagues. Han Heina soon panics and persistently approaches Wan for a chance at another kiss. However, Jin Wan has a fear of dogs. Hey, is played by Park Yu young who You may have seen in dally and the cocky prince celebrity as well as a side character in many dramas That I'm sure you've seen like it's okay to not be okay Romance is a bonus book just between lovers just to name a few so she has been around for a while She's so good Jin so Wan is played by cha Eun woo you may have seen on true beauty and island as well as my d my ID is kangnam beauty and Epo Yom is played by a hyun woo we may have seen a Liar and His Lover and Money Heist Korea. So my initial thoughts on A Good Day to Be a Dog. So I was really excited about this drama because it just looked super cute, super fun, super fluffy and there's dogs involved and I'm a dog mom, I'm a dog person, I love dogs so what could go wrong? I just, I love everything about this premise. It's silly, it's fun and you need that sometimes so I was really looking forward to it. Um, I loved the feel of the show. It reminded me of kind of like a 2017, 2018 rom-com, very light. It has all the cartoon effects and I just thought it was super cute. And it gave me that, you know, kind of nostalgic feeling, just a very straightforward, feel good rom-com. And it kind of reminded me of My Secret Romance, of course, not with the subject matter or tone, but just like the feel of the show. Um, so when we meet Haina, we found out that she's a teacher. She, you know, she's known as the teacher that, you know, breaks up kissing couples. She like was always finding the kids wherever they're hiding and she like break it up. Um, she's had boyfriends in the past and, you know, you know, she, she tries to hold off for as long as she can with the kissing until she's asked to like do something drastic to prevent, you know, the guy from kissing her. And, um, you know, of course this makes dating and relationships very complicated so she has a crush on a fellow teacher named um Bogyeol Woo's character and that is the one that she has like set her eyes on like her and Wan Chao and Woo's character they don't re- they rarely speak like they you know to as as far as she's concerned she's like he's rude like he never talks to me like I don't know what his deal is so basically she and some other co-workers go out you know one night her and the other teachers, and you know, bogil and Sohan are there. And she thinks that she's kissing Bogyol and she's drunk, so she doesn't know what's going on. But it turns out she's kissing Sohan, Chan Wu's character. So she's like, oh my gosh, like, what am I gonna do? You know, she's turned into a dog. It's a mess. So she spends the time trying to kiss Sohan again as a dog so she can turn back into a human and break the curse. But so one's afraid of dogs, so that really complicates things. And so, she tries to get him drunk. Um, you know, many times. Um, you know, she keeps she, she keeps inviting him out. Keeps inviting him out. He finally agrees. And, you know, she's like, you know, just flooding him with drinks. And he was like, oh, I don't drink soju. And she's like sneaking soju into his beer. And like, it's a whole thing. Um, that part made me feel a little bit icky. I won't lie. But, um, you know, they, you know, she's trying her best. She's trying her best to get him drunk. So she can, when she turns to a dog at midnight, she can kiss him. And it just doesn't work because, you know, drunk or sober, he is terrified of dogs. So this situation is very complicated. The dog she turns into is so cute. So, so cute. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a messy situation. It's a messy situation. Um, so that is like the premise of the show. She's, she has to kiss his character, like Chang Mu's character as a dog, um, within a hundred days or she will be a dog forever which is actually what ended up happening to her uncle so her uncle is a dog forever and he's getting sick and it's so so sad and it's really cool because at the end of episode one there was this little cartoon that fully broke down like what the curse was and the conditions of it and i was like this is brilliant and i think every drama should do this because sometimes these curses don't always make sense and like i love how they just clearly laid it out like, okay. If you kiss someone, you will turn into a dog. You will be a dog starting at midnight until 6 a.m. You will turn back into a human. The cycle will continue every day. You will turn into a dog at midnight between midnight and 6 a.m. You'll turn back into a human. The cycle will continue for 100 days. And if you don't turn back into a human or kiss the person that kissed you as a dog uh, within 100 days, you will remain a dog forever. It's very, very clear. And I just really like how simple it is and how they laid it out. They're like, do we all understand what the curse is? Okay. Okay. So, um, I'm very intrigued. The leads have very, very good chemistry, very, very good chemistry. Um, it's interesting because now of course they're getting closer because they've gotten They've gone out to eat and things, you know, you know, alone. So they're actually forming a friendship, which is really, really adorable. And, um, the, I guess, so on and Hannah's relationship reminds me a lot of like an enemies to lovers relationship in terms of like, sometimes you think the guy is a quote unquote enemy because you're like, Oh, I think he hates me. Like, what's his deal? But he actually, like, probably is head over heels for you and he, he can't handle it. So he tries to act really standoffish. So, you know, he can compose himself. I feel like that's exactly what this is. Like, he, he acts like he's standoffish and he hates her, or whatever, but he's probably like head over heels for her and has liked her forever. So I'm excited to see how all of that unfolds. And yeah, they're like genuinely becoming friends. So It's really, really cute. And I'm excited to see how it all plays out. And um, at the end of episode two, something really shocking happens. So basically while Haina was in dog form, she gets found by one of her students (laughs) and the student brought her home. And, (laughs) you know, she's like in the student's room. And, you know, of course, when she wakes up, At 6 a.m. as a human, she's not going to have clothes on. So she wakes up in her student's room, like under the covers, like completely naked. And (laughs) I was was just like shook. So she's like in the room. She wakes up. She's like, oh, no, like I need to get out of here before the student wakes up. Like, you know, he's going to be like, what the heck are you doing here? Turns out So Won Chang Woo's character is the student's uncle. And he like raises him. And, you know, he's coming to the room to like wake his nephew up for school and she's in there. And that's how episode two ends. And I'm like, how is she going to get out of this? (laughs) This is bad. So I'm really wondering how she's going to get out of that. So it just got me really, really excited for the next episodes. And then something else that stuck out to me that was interesting was the second male lead, Y'all seems very suspicious. They just keep cutting to him at random times and playing the sinister music and i don't know there's something about him that's like a little bit suspicious they had a scene of him like you know doing making barbecue outside of like an rv and he was just by himself but it was just such a random cut but i was just like is this significant in any way but i feel like he's going to become some sort of villain or something i don't know and then also this drama has a past lives romance element to it hey not and so on Cross paths in a past life of course because it's 2023 (laughs) and everything's a past life romance so I'm interested to see how that plays out but I won't lie I was a little bit disappointed to see that there was a past life element to it because there really didn't need to be the curse of turning into a dog is enough we don't need the backstory um so I was a little disappointed because I'm like all right enough with the past lives like it's just it's, it was a lot. So I'm, I was a little disappointed with that plotline, but I hope they do it well and it doesn't, I don't know, become annoying. So we'll see what happens with that. But overall, I really, 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 really enjoyed the drama. I just think it was really sweet and fun and funny. And, you know, I was like, I definitely want to keep watching this. However, this kind of ties into my decision. I've decided to list this drama. And the reason why I'm listing it is because the airing schedule is bonkers it doesn't make any sense. It makes no sense. I I think there's some sporting events happening in South Korea. So it's delaying the, um, the broadcasting of the episodes, which is all good and fine, but it's like, it's, it's crazy. So basically episodes one and two came out on the premiere day. And then every week thereafter, one episode a week was supposed to come on. So episode three came out the next week, and then it said episode four was coming out in two weeks. And I said, oh, heck no. Like I'm not waiting two weeks to watch episode four. I'm just going to wait two weeks and watch episode three and four together, and I'll just watch this show every other week. So then episode four came out today. At the time I'm I'm recording this, um, I recorded this episode the day before you're listening to it. So... (laughs) Episode four came out today and then episode on Vicky, I said episode five is coming out another two weeks. And I said, oh, absolutely not. Absolutely not. I'm not doing that. So I've decided to wait until the show is done airing and I'll jump back into it because I can't be watching episodes every two weeks. I barely remember what happened in the premiere at this point. So I will be coming back to this and I promise I will because I really did like it. I just can't, I can't wait two weeks between episodes. It's already one episode a week. Like, It's a lot, you know, so I'm going to put this one on hold, but I really did enjoy it. And I, you know, from the two episodes I saw, I think it's a good one. So if you're caught up on the show, let me know what you think of it at this point. But yes, I am going to come back to this one, even though I really liked it. I just can't, I can't with the airing schedule. I mean, it's running into mid January at this point. So I'm going to have to bow this one out until then. (laughs) So if you are keeping up with it let me know how it's going. But yes, <laughs> that is a good day to be a dog. Now let's move into castaway diva. Oh my goodness. Let's get into the rundown. And this is from Asian wiki. So Mokha was a bright and positive young girl whose dream was to become a singer. Pursuing her dream, she decided to attend an audition that was being held in Seoul. On her way there, she had stranded on a deserted island. After 15 years, Somo is rescued from the deserted island. She tries to adjust to an unfamiliar world while keeping a cheerful attitude, and she still pursues her dream of becoming a diva. Somo is played by Park Unbin, who you may have seen in The King's Affection and Extraordinary Attorney Wu. Yoon Ranju is played by Kim Hyo Jin, who appeared in The Good Detective 2. Kang Bogol is played by Che Jong Hyop, who you may have seen in Nevertheless, Potato Boy, and Unlock My Boss. And Kang-woo Hak is played by Cha hak who was in Mine, as well as Bad and Crazy. So just to give some background, I had no intentions of watching Castaway Diva, actually, because, you know, I just read the synopsis, very simplistic. It didn't really appeal to me. So I was like, I don't think I'm going to watch that one. I think I'm going to sit that one out, especially because we're approaching the end of the year. And I'm trying to, you know watch some older dramas and just kind of like relax a little. And I was like, I don't think I need to watch that one right now. But Netflix K content released an extended trailer of the show and it completely pulled me in. I was like, oh, I'm watching this. I'm definitely watching this. And it, I don't know that there were so many different layers to the show and, you know, mystery and, you know, emotion and all these things. And I was like, okay, like I definitely have to check this out. So the story went way deeper than I thought it would. So we meet Mokash, she's in high school. We also meet Kiho, who was a classmate of hers. And unfortunately, they're both in abusive households. They both get beaten regularly by their parents, but in their case, their dads. And it was really, really sad to see what they were going through at home. And Mokash, you know, she she loved to sing. She wanted to enter this competition to um I think it was to go to Seoul and sing with Ranju, one of, you know, her favorite singer. Um, and she um, employed the help of Kiho to help her film a music video that she could submit as her entry to the contest. And she ends up deciding that she doesn't want to enter her video in the contest anymore because her dad found out and he beat her up and it was just terrible. So um, Kiho ended up submitting the video on her behalf she ends up winning they call her they say you won the contest you know you know please come to seoul and she was like no i'm sorry gonna have to decline and basically because of circumstances you know mocha ends up running away to kiho's house because her, her dad was going to attack her again. And Kehoe was like, I'm going to get you to Seoul. He gave her all his money that he's been working for. He worked so many part-time jobs so he could, you know, save money and run away from his dad. And he gave her all his money. He like, you know, found a way to get her on a boat to Seoul, gave her snacks, gave her detailed directions on where she needs to go when she gets to Seoul, just all these things. Like he literally just sacrificed everything everything that he was going to use for himself for her to help her because he saw that she had a gift and he wanted, he didn't want her to miss out on the opportunity. And I just thought it was beautiful. And she ends up getting on the boat. Her dad ends up appearing and, you know, Kehoe's trying to keep the dad from getting on the boat and the dad ends up beating him up and the dad ends up getting on the boat. Mocha ends up, um, basically saying i would rather she's i mean with her actions basically saying like i'd rather jump off this boat than get caught by you and she ends up jumping off the boat and her dad jumps out after her and that's how she ended up on the deserted island so seeing just how deep the story went just really shocked me i mean i was floored I was floored. I mean, it's very heavy stuff. We're dealing with child abuse. And I just, I wasn't expecting the show to go that deep. I really wasn't. And I was just like, I have to keep watching the show. The show is fantastic. The child actors. Oh my goodness. Incredible. Incredible. They did such an incredible job. And I was just so impressed with the story and just how emotional it was and just how raw and, and real it was and the circumstances of how she ended up on the deserted island. I just, wow. I wasn't expecting that at all. Um, and you know, she, they fast forward 15 years later, she's on the desert Island and she, all of a sudden she sees a drone and the drone belongs to, you know, this, this boy named Wuhawk and, um, lost well, a young man named Wuhawk. And, um, you know, that's how she ends up getting, you know, discovered and, um, Thankfully, we didn't dwell on the castaway portion too long. I, I thought we we're going to get a whole episode of her just being alone on an island. And I'm just so glad we, we didn't dwell on that for too long. It was literally just a few minutes. Um, so yeah, and that's how she gets caught up with Wu who whose drone found her and his brother Bogle. And um, it's interesting with Wu Hak and Bogle because we, I guess, we're made to think that one of them is Kiho. So we don't know where Kiho is. And, um, it's, we're trying to figure out where he is or who he is between Bogle and, um, Wu Hak. So Wu Hak, he is a journalist, I believe. And he was adopted and he has like memory loss. And, um, Bogle, I don't know. I wasn't clear. I think were they both, I mean, I guess they both had to be adopted, right? Both of the, the brothers. But, um, you know, I guess... I think the writers are trying to throw us off because Wu Hak has glasses, like Kiho did, and you know he had memory loss, which would make sense after you know the beating that he took from um, Mocha's dad. So I wouldn't be surprised if you know he ended up with memory loss. But also, Bogle has kind of like a visceral reaction anytime Wu Hak mentions the um, possibility of him being Kiho, um, and Bogle is way more mellow, way more chill which i think is how kiho would be when he, when he got a little bit older so i'm interested to see who kiho ends up being i definitely think it's bogle though but it also kind of opens the opens the possibility for like a love triangle but this is a good type of love triangle because there's equal investment on both sides um at least at this point because we don't know who kiho is of course if kiho pops up then like of course kiho kiho have the the upper hand but at this point we don't know so i'm interested to see how that is all going to unfold but um yeah it's it's so interesting um in episode two basically um mocha she is a super fan of ranju but ranju now is kind of like she I guess you could say she has a reputation and she's like kind of washed up she doesn't have the best reputation and um it was a really beautiful scene at the end of episode two when Mocha basically gets roped into singing for Ranju so Ranju showed up to a show drunk and she couldn't sing and um, Mocha ends up singing behind stage while Ranju lip-syncs and it was such an emotional scene because you could see how important that moment was for both of the women so i'm really interested to see how things develop between those two because i hope that i guess ranju and forming a relationship with moka like she becomes i guess like she becomes like a better version of herself and then also like i hope that they just form like a nice friendship um and like ranju doesn't like mistreat her like ranju doesn't you know use her so Interested to see like how things develop there, but I'm just I can't wait to see how like Mocha's like dreams like start to unfold and come true, so definitely looking forward to that. Also, Parkun Bin's voice is beautiful. I looked up if it was actually her singing, and she was singing, and her voice is gorgeous. Like, I did not know she could sing, so I'm looking forward to hearing more of her voice throughout the show. And, um, yeah, I think that's like basically it. I'll, yeah, I think that's all I had to say about the show but other than that i really want both of the dads to just be gone forever i hope we don't have to see them ever again because why um so yeah but all that to say i love this show i'll definitely be watching it every week um it's deep it's emotional um i love kind of like the the relationships that are starting to form already and i'm looking forward to seeing how things are going to unfold especially with the mystery of like who kehoe is um and yeah, so I'm looking forward to seeing how everything comes together. So that is Castaway Diva. And now last but certainly not least is Perfect Marriage Revenge. I can't wait to talk about this show because this is just so unexpected. I This was not supposed to be part of this episode. This is a new edition that was added today. Um, yeah, so I'm excited to talk about it. Um, so let's get into the rundown. And this is from Drama Beans. A woman suffers miserable treatment by her family and her world collapses around her. But when time rewinds and she finds herself one year in the past, she's able to plot a different marriage for herself that will allow the perfect revenge for the wrong she's suffered. Han Yee-ju is played by Jung Yoo Min, who you may have seen in Red Balloon as well as Celebrity. And So Do-gook is played by Sung Hoon, who you may have seen in My Secret Romance. (laughs) Y'all know I love that show and love featuring marriage and divorce one and two. So just give some background, I had no intentions of watching the show at all. It was not on my radar, not interested. I never watched maktang dramas, so I was just like, yeah, like it wasn't even a thought in my mind. But then I saw a reel on Instagram yesterday. Um, shout out to Sarah from at KDrama Style. She posted this reel and it was a scene from Perfect Marriage Revenge episode two and it was our main leads kissing. And I was like, oh my gosh, I kissed already. And, you know, she was kind of like talking about like how much she loved the show already. And I was like, oh my gosh, like you're really selling this. I really need to watch this. And I posted her reel in my story. And I was like, do I need to watch this show? And like, I got so many messages from people saying like, yes, you should watch it. So I was like, okay, like, let's check it out. And um, I haven't had luck with Chang dramas for the most part. I tried watching Red Balloon, um, who, uh, which um, our main lead, um, our main female lead was in earlier this year and I made it halfway through and I just couldn't do it anymore. And I'm, but for that one, I made the right decision. Cause from what I found out about the show, I, I, it was a good call for me to stop watching, but I was like, oh, like, am I going to like this. am I going to like be able to make it through it. And I was like, okay, I'll give it a chance. And, um, growing up, I loved soaps. Like I general hospital was my show. Like from elementary school to my second year in college i was watching general hospital every day and uh <laughs> i eventually like kind of like lost track of it but yeah i love soap so like i don't mind like the crazy secrets and all the things i just haven't been able to get into the k-drama versions of them so i was like, okay like let's give this a chance um also i love Sung Hoon, so we have a My Secret Romance review. So if you haven't listened to it, go ahead and listen. I love Sung Hoon. I love My Secret Romance. So I was like, there's really no harm in watching this. <laughs> so for Perfect Marriage Revenge, we meet Yiju, and she is so sweet. She's the nicest person ever. She's a painter. Um, she has a husband named Se and she's part of a horrible family that she was adopted to. They treat her terribly. And basically, we find out that her husband Sehyak is in love with her younger sister and the only reason why he married Yiju was because he wanted to be closer to the sister who doesn't even like him. Um and, you know, her family just they just treat her so bad they like try to frame her for fraudulent paintings in their gallery and just just terrible things and um her sister has a suitor named Doguk, who's Sanghun's character so uh basically she ends up getting in a car accident which i don't think was an you know an actual accident i think it was planned and she's in the hospital she ends up i'm not clear if she died or like this is just magic or whatever but she ends up a year in the past before she married her husband so they're engaged and she's trying on wedding dresses and she just tells him right then and there like i'm not marrying you like this engagement is off you're in love with my sister she exposes him for that and um she is out for revenge she's like okay i have another chance i'm gonna get everybody back so basically she pursues dogook her her sister suitor and is like, you know, basically I want to marry you and I want to get revenge on my family. And he's all in like from the beginning. And you could tell that he's liked her for a while and but like, you know, could never say anything. But you could tell that he's definitely been interested in her for a while. And I've never seen Sung Hoon in like this nice guy role, but he's doing it so well. He's doing it so well. And I just swooning I was swooning so hard during these (laughs) episode two swooning so hard I was not expecting to swoon this hard but I was and I was like I feel like I shouldn't love this as much as I do but I absolutely love it it's just sometimes you need a messy drama you know and I'm just so invested in how this revenge is going to play out um the leads have great chemistry. It's so good. Like I could tell he's like head over heels for her already. And um, it was really cute because at the end of episode two, she was basically like, you know, I want to marry you because I want to get revenge on my family. And he was like, I want to help you get revenge on them, you know? And I feel like he knows more than he's letting on. I feel like he knows a lot of information about her family. And um, I'm interested to see what that is. And like, I mean, I'm interested to see like all the secrets that are going to be revealed. I know it's going to be messy. I'm so excited um but yeah it was that scene when you know she was basically he was like i'm all in like i i'm here for it like i'll help you and he gets down on one knee and he proposes and he, he grabs a flower and he wraps it around her finger and he was just like this is just a placeholder and then he was just like um well since i rep- propose are you gonna give me something so she like gave him a little peck and then um he like pulled her in and they like kissed for real and it was just like so sweetie they have great chemistry. I'm just, I, I love it. I love it. I, they're doing really, they're doing a really good job together. And I'm just excited to see like this revenge. I hope it's satisfying. Like, I just hope it all comes together really, really well. I'm excited about it. I'm excited for, I just, yeah. And like, I was, I don't know. I just was not planning to watch this at all. And <laughs> I love it. I love it. Like, I just. I don't know. I've surprised myself with this one. So I just hope I can make it all the way through and it doesn't start to annoy me like Red Balloon did, but I don't think it will. The premise is very, very good and I I can root for the leads because of just how terrible her family is and his family is terrible too. So I, I love this partnership and I can't wait to see them like organically fall in love with each other and you can tell that he is just happy to be near her so i can't wait so so unexpected but i will be watching every week so <laughs> if you're watching this drama let me know if you're watching it and how you're liking it you so far um but yeah guys um that's all i have let me know what you think of all these dramas that i talked about Um, I can't wait to hear your thoughts and I look forward to talking to y'all later. Bye.